Rob Smith joins us again. Rob is a theologian who lectures in systematic theology and ethics at Sydney Missionary and Bible College in Australia. Rob, I have a, a lot of questions for you. Today, I want to talk technology first. The It seems that earlier transgender discussion of maybe 30 years ago seemed especially to center on things like cross-dressing and external behaviors. Uh, With the rise of medical technology and the new possibilities for how our bodies can be physically rearranged, to what degree does technological advance drive the new possibilities and the new expectations of transgender changes within the body? Yes, well, I I, I think the answer is in a major way. It's the old thing of uh, technology um, leading the way and... and, uh, uh, morality having to catch up, which is really the wrong way of doing things. And we, we often uh, are asking, uh, can we do this before we ask, should we do this? You know? um, and uh, so things get back to front. Um, again, just in terms of the history of, I guess, sex reassignment surgery, I mean, there's about a century of uh, attempts that have gone on here. And you're right, it's in the, really in the last few decades that I think it, it's, I guess, become more possible and more successful. Um, so uh, all the issues, however, still go on. I mean, uh, there's cross people who are cross-dressing who have no desire to even uh, engage in cross-hormone therapy, let alone sex reassignment surgery. And again, for some people with gender dysphoria, that's one of the ways they try to manage or or, or partially resolve uh, the distress is is through uh, you know, whether it's cross-dressing or simply uh, some kind of you know, gender bending. And so you, you get a whole range. Uh, I was watching some YouTube clips just a week or so ago of, uh, of a number of people, a number of um, uh, women who began on a sort of cross-hormone therapy, taking testosterone uh, injections and so on, uh, and then decided to stop and to go back. Um, and so you get people who begin down a path and then retreat and uh, well, and that's obviously, in my view, a very good thing when they do that, if they resolve their questions in the process. Um, but I guess what's uh, happening now more and more is that uh, sex reassignment surgery is becoming available and affordable, and uh, more and more doctors um, are becoming able to deliver it, uh, although perhaps not enough to meet demand. I was reading an article uh, just the other day from the UK, where uh, a urologist was complaining that not enough of his colleagues you know, knew how to create a vagina, uh, and so he was he was being inundated with requests um, you know, for reconstructive surgery for men who wanted to transition uh, into women. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess that's just where we are. There, there are all these medical advances, medical possibilities, surgical developments and so on going on. Um, but I guess the question in back of all of that is, should we be doing this? Uh, is, is this really an appropriate form of, uh, of treatment for what is uh, at heart as a, a psychological condition? Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, I mean, it raises the question over the purpose of medicine itself. Uh, so the goal of medicine is to fix an unhealthy body. So how much does gender reassignment put medicine into a tricky business of of trying to fix a, a healthy body? Well, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the body. Uh, again, unless we're dealing with a, uh, a condition, an intersex condition where there is, is 
again, some ambiguity and some need to resolve that ambiguity, which sometimes isn't. Uh, but again, if the body is, is straightforward and intact, uh, then it really is, I think, going in the opposite direction to the, the you know, the Hippocratic principle of, of, of do no harm. You're, you're now perhaps mutilating a, a perfectly healthy body to try and address a psychological problem. Now, some would say, well, that's, that's the best option open. You know, that's the only option open or, or, or unless we go this path, you know, this person may take their own life. And, and perhaps if I just pause on that point for a moment, uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, this is one of the things I think is driving the transgender revolution is, is what many call the suicide narrative, uh, that unless we affirm and enable, uh, we're going to drive people into suicide. Now that's a, that's a, that's a heavy threat to, um, to hang over anyone's head, isn't it? Uh, uh, it's enough to make most people step out of the way. Now, of course, the reality is the uh, uh, the instance of uh, of suicide or attempted suicide post transition is as high as it is pre transition. So, um, so there's there's no guarantee at all that uh, that allowing or encouraging somebody to to try and transition is going to uh, uh, preserve their life in the longer term. And this is one of the reasons why. Uh, uh, Johns Hopkins uh, University uh, have ceased to do sex reassignment surgery. They just saw the outcomes were, were you know, didn't justify it. Um, so again, there's a lot of misinformation and, and uh, things that people have to wade through to uh, to get a, a clearer view. But uh, obviously, we want to know the best way to help people. Uh, and uh, again, we ought to be filled with compassion for the the genuine. Sufferer, uh, a person with gender dysphoria who finds it almost intolerable to step out the front door or even to look in a mirror. And uh, that does beg the question how do we help them? But I don't believe that encouraging or enabling them to try and become something that in the end they can't actually become is the way to do it. Uh, if, you know, if there's depression, if there's anxiety, if there's a range of other things going on, let's, let's try and deal with those first. Let's try and pri- provide the, the help that's necessary for this person to, to, to function. Um, but again, it, it, it's not simple. And it, it'd be lovely to have sort of silver bullets and easy answers and quick fixes. It, it, it's just not like that. No, it is certainly not. Thank you, Rob. And for more on the statistics here, see the op-ed by the former psychiatrist-in-chief at Johns Hopkins Hospital, Paul McHugh. Uh, He wrote a Wall Street Journal piece titled, Transgender Surgery Isn't the Solution. It's a fascinating read. You can find it online, and we have addressed suicide on the podcast in the past. See episode number 352, which is titled, Suicide and Salvation heavy. Well, the week is coming to an end and so is our time with Rob and we return tomorrow to look at the hopes and the tensions and the roadblocks faced by those who are pursuing transgender transitions. Thank you for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast with guest Rob Smith from Sydney, Australia. For more details about the podcast, to subscribe to the audio feed or send us a question, go to our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash Ask Pastor John. I am your host, Tony Ranke, and we will see you tomorrow.